This is a Capricorn FM podcast. Let's go to a legal feature this evening. We're asking the question, when there are protests, who should be held liable for damage of property that happened during the protests? Are they, is it the organizers of the protests or who? Should it be a political party that organizes a protest? Could be a, a, a workers' union that organizes a protest? Could be an NGO that organizes a protest? But members or those participating in the protest, damaged property, who should be held liable. We speak to Labour expert uh, Osborne Mulatudi is with us on the line to talk to us about this. Good evening. Welcome to Progressive Talk. Good evening and uh, good evening to our listeners. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Good evening, good evening indeed. Good to have you again on the show. So primarily, and I'm sure you can quickly connect the doors to where this is coming from. So the question is... Who should be held liable and legally speaking when there are protests and members or those participating in the protest damage property? What does the law say around that? Yeah, um, as a starting point, um, generally, if a party organizes a protest, that party, uh, in terms of the relevant laws, has a duty to ensure that those participating in the protest do so peacefully and uh, without causing any disruption um, or violence to those who do not wish to participate in the protest mm-hmm. and also including um, ensuring that there's no damage to property um, or life or related. So that's a, the, the, the first key responsibility on a party that organizes uh, protests in terms of uh, our laws. And then secondly... Mm-hmm. Um, that party, if it's not able to ensure those um, uh, key uh, requirements are in place, it can be held responsible for any damage or loss of life or violence or assault emanating from those protests. So those are the key the key principles that people must keep in mind. However, what we then find as a form of defense is a party then denouncing violence, disassociating itself with any act of violence, and more importantly, as you may have heard mm. from the recent event, mm. publicly stating that it never authorized its members and or those who were acting support thereof mm. to act violently and do whatever that they would do. Mm. And that is what they will normally do to try and avoid liability. What then this means is that a party, an affected party that wishes to sue that party that organized a a protest will then have to prove that that was not enough and also establish the nexus between their pronouncement, Mm -hmm. their announcement vis-a-vis the actions of those who participated in the protest. And that is in a nutshell. And back to that, to, uh, I wonder if there's been precedence. I know there was a precedent that brought this issue as well in the Western Cape. It was a Samu issue, if I'm not mistaken, who or some organization and the, the, the government there was saying they trashed government property. This union should be held liable. But you were talking about pronouncements and, and what they say and the nexus, therefore, that needs to be connected. Has there been precedents where these issues have been successfully prosecuted or someone has successfully claimed damages? 
Oh, yes, that's another angle. There can be criminal prosecution for yeah. those who are arrested, mm. uh, but that may not be a, a, a enough joy to um, a landlord or the owner of the property that may have been damaged in that process. Mm. So, they, you know, that owner's interest will be to sue for damages in an attempt to recover uh, you know, or to repair the, the damaged goods, etc. Yeah. So yes, there can be a criminal prosecution, and uh, you know, interestingly, you can't arrest a party, so you can only arrest individuals. Mm. So often, those individuals will be pressed to explain why they participated in the violent act in the manner in which they did, and more often than not, uh, you know, they will not say that they were authorized by somebody else or a, a party, etc. They will simply say uh, whatever they want to say in defense. They were provoked or they were peaceful. The cops came and, and provoked them and intimidated. It's very rare that they will say, no, we were authorized by our party to be mm. violent. And again, that uh, in an attempt to uh, protect the party from uh, attracting liability. Mm-hmm. So there has been a number of cases where unions, yes, warehouse responsible as a result of either their pronouncement, the announcement, the timing, uh, the lack of uh, um, action on their part to stop the violent act, etc. So there's been a fair number of cases where a precedent has been set mm. in terms of which trade unions would ultimately be held uh, liable for damages caused during a violent strike or during a strike that then turned out to be violent. Yeah, and of course, you have touched on the issue of pronouncements made, whether they suffice to say. So what do you check? Do you check that this pronouncement is incitement enough for someone to be held liable for what then followed, for someone else's actions? Incitement will be one of the factors to be taken into account. I'm trying to get you the case law that actually said this. I think it's Satao, let me have a look here. Okay, yeah. The case, yeah, I think it's Satao versus uh, Garbas. It was a Concord judgment. Mm. And I think this is what they said here. Let me see here. Yeah. The purpose of a limitation imposed is very important. It is to protect members of society, including those who do not have the resources or capability to identify and pursue the perpetrators of the riot damage for which they seek compensation. When a gathering imperils, imperils the physical integrity, the lives and the sources of livelihood of the vulnerable, liability for damages arising therefore, therefore must be borne by the organizations that are responsible for setting in motion the events which gave rise to the suffered laws. And that is what this important limitation is designed to achieve. So the, the limitation they're talking about is you can't then say, oh, no, we're just exercising our freedom of association, our mm. freedom uh, to pick care, to protest, etc. There is a limitation uh, in terms of which uh, you can exercise that right. And I've already outlined the factors yeah. that will be taken into account there. And this is a, a Concord judgment, and it was by... Uh, the majority judgment um, read by our Honorable Chief Justice, Mokwe Mokwenya. Yeah. Uh, versus uh, Garbas. And, 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 and uh, commentators are saying it would be interesting if that similar reasoning, reasoning can uh, or will be applied in the event that Cliques decides to pursue a civil uh, uh, damages, a civil claim against uh, a party that recently 
uh, caused or allegedly caused damage to their stores. Yeah. Mm, 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 yeah, and of course there's that that conversation. So the because and and this is outside what we're talking about. Maybe let's stick on liability because the other question people are asking is, and this would be obviously on incitement is, at what point is an action therefore taken when you have seen damage to property? I wonder if there's a way we can steer that into our conversation without steering into the other end of it. Um, as soon as the damage is caused, uh, that's where the affected party can start, uh, you know, uh, to put in motion an action for damages. So, for instance, how it's normally done in practice is that the, the lawyers for that affected party will write a letter to the organization to say, this is what you have done. We have organized this protest. This is what it has resulted into. Um, you know, um, please give us an undertaking that you are, so, uh, you know, uh, uh, that um, you, you, you had put in place certain measures, but you failed to do so, et cetera, et cetera. So there will be what uh, is akin to a letter of demand. And, and, then, uh, and then thereafter, a, a, a civil suit will, will, will follow. But remember, the affected party must also, uh, will also be required to calculate what is referred to as quantum. In other words, the value of the damage caused, et cetera. Mm. And it takes a while. It, it takes a while. I mean, if you look at the cases against unions that have been held uh, responsible, mm. those in the know will tell you that uh, the judgments will end up being handed two or three years later because it's a long process. There's notices that have to be issued, uh, undertakings that are requested, et cetera, which will then... Um, serve as part and parcel of the, the documentary evidence to serve before a court of law, yeah. All right. Thank you very much. I appreciate your time on Progressive Talk. Wonderful evening to you. It's my pleasure. That was a Capricorn FM podcast. For more podcasts, visit capricornfm.co.za.